You're listening to the Platte River Bard. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Platte River Bard. This is Chris Berger. And I'm Sherry Berger. And today we are here with Lori Lynn Ahrens. She is a children's author officially now, and she's here to talk about her book, I'm a Pig! That's right. Lori, <laughs> it's so good to see you and talk to you. We're talking over the internet here. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you. I know we're all full of food today yes, from still. Thanksgiving, but it's so good to be able to, <laughs> to talk to you. <laughs> and you've got lots of things happening. And yes, so wanted- my... Well, um, back in May, I started a Kickstarter. You might remember you were one of my Yes, you jumped into the Kickstarter world. Yes. Because to self-publish a book the way I did it is fairly expensive. Hiring an illustrator and and going the route I did. Um, I wanted a book that could be in libraries and have all the the professional things that it needed to be able to do that. So it was an expensive yeah. endeavor. And um, all my friends and family like you came through for me and really supported me early on. And now how many months later, it's been quite a process to get all the illustrations done and and all the the professional things I needed to do, like the CIPs and the LCNs and all those things I've learned to get it done. But we are going to have those books in my hand. I have the draft in my hand of all the pictures. Woo! Awesome. And it looks great. I'm really excited. And I think um, it's going to be a book that we'll be proud to have out there. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about who's all involved in putting the book together as well. Yes. um, This is a book that... I, I looked back at this when we were going to have this interview. It was 1995. So mm. it's been a long time ago that I first sketched illustrations for this book. Oh, wow. This has been <laughs> percolating for a while. It has been percolating for a very long time. Wow. Um, and because I wrote the song like in 1993, I think, somewhere around there. And I people would say, this would make a really fun book. And so I did have all the sketches um, out of the book. And I had given it to a college student who was an art major and thought, maybe you could do this as a project and let's see what it looks like. Well, a lot of college students, I don't know if you were really responsible as a college student, <laughs> but he, he thinks he gave it to a professor and then lost it. I don't know. I never got it back. So that's out there in the world somewhere. But you know what? Um, timing is everything. And I learned so much more about um what I can put into a book to be even more quality. So I think it's good I didn't get it done back then because what this book looks like is very different than what it it would have looked like 25 years ago. Oh, okay. And so, and now I, you were asking about the people involved. I can draw an animal, but every animal looks like a cat. (laughs) (laughs) Everything. I know how to draw a cat, so pretty much everything. So I do not know how to draw. And but I knew what I wanted these pictures and these illustrations to be doing and to be saying because the song is very simplistic, which is good. Simple and repetitive is good for children, especially with early literacy. And so that's great. But I wanted some more things happening in the illustrations that would be springboards to conversations with families and teachers, because I've learned that oral language is the basis of all early literacy. So we need to get young children talking to us and having conversations that have at least five 
interchanges. So not just yes, no questions, but, um, well, the little girl on this page, she looks, she's got some kind of feeling. What is she looking? Oh, she looks surprised. You know, they'll say like, why do you think she's surprised? And, you know, so you're going back and forth and having conversations. And so I wanted the illustrations to look like that. But since I cannot draw, I hired a very, very special and talented illustrator to make sense of my chicken scratches. And her name is Emily Baum. And she has illustrated only one book before. And it was my friend Julian Adair's book. And Julian introduced me to Emily and said she fits your um, one of my mission statements. As you know, I wanted to use as many local artists and talents as I could in my overall buddies and she is born and raised in Omaha all right and yeah so um I said let's just do this and so she said she said she was really excited to do it and it took us a while to get the pig right it just took us a while because at first the pig was really big on the bed because the little girl wakes up in the morning and the pig's sitting there just kind of like, hi, I'm going to be here hanging around with you today, you know, Mm -hmm. and he follows around town at these different places and he looked kind of scary at first, like, okay, we can't have a giant pig. pig. So it took us a while to talk through it and get the feel of what the illustration was. And finally she's like, oh, I got it. Mm -hmm. And we finally just flipped the ear down. And I think that was my niece's idea. She goes, why don't you just flip the ear down and just make him a little, and I'm like, oh my goodness, that made a difference. And then Emily made his eyes a little bigger and friendlier. And mm-hmm. so that rendition alone took a while. So people say, why is the book yeah. taking so long? I'm like, just getting the pig right took yeah. like two Well, weeks, the character you know? design is very important. Yeah, yeah it is. And, and he's on every page. So he's pretty important to get yeah. right. Yeah. But Emily was amazing. And, I, and we had we had a lot of fun with it. And I said, is it going to be okay that I'm pretty much dictating, you know, what's going to happen in the illustrations? Are you comfortable with that? That it's not very creative for you? She goes, no, that's fine. And we have my little Obi doll. Yeah. Um, he's hiding on every, on almost every page. Oh, how cute. That's and cool. so I said, you can decide where Obi's hiding. Have fun with that and figure out where he's hiding. Because then children can play where's Obi in the illustrations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's another intentional thing I did so that, yeah, teachers and families can be using those positional words, which are actually mathematical um, language. It's mathematical language to use positional words. And so that's intentional in there. And I wouldn't have thought of that 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. So, um, Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you can start saying, is he inside? Is he above? Is he below? Is he you know, in front, is he behind? So mm-hmm. all those kind of words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. that's Emily's involved in it. Um, Rachel Tomeyer is my designer. She's also uh, Omaha, born and raised. And uh, she, her job all the way through, she was kind of guiding us. Cause as I made my sketches, I said, do you think this is going to work once you put the words with the illustrations? And she would give us some ideas like, you know, Um, that needs to be a little bigger, I think, or she'd say, don't worry about that because that I can fix in design. So that was, those were things I learned like, well, do we want a background? Like, you know, cause it's all white. She goes, I can fix that in the design phase if we want that. So there were things like that. She let us know, oh, don't worry about that. We can fix that in design. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so she put the words on the pages and we talked through, I wanted the words to be very interesting and intriguing for children. Mm, so some yeah. of them are bigger, some are smaller, some of them go around like the word sunny 
goes around the sun. Yeah, it's very dynamic. And yeah. Yeah. So that children are intrigued with print. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are things Mm -hmm. I've learned too, is you should choose children's books that um, the print is interesting. Yeah. So that you can talk about it. So you didn't, so you did write the book, but then Rachel designs how the words go on the page, or did she also have to kind of come up with the words that go with what's happening on the page? No, my sketches had everything. Oh, so I knew okay. where what I wanted the words to be mm-hmm. and um, where I wanted them placed. And, and she got the feel for that. And she's like, oh, I love that. And so yeah. like on bright and sunny, I said, I want sunny to go around the sun. Mm-hmm. And, and then she kind of chose some fonts and gave me ideas on the mm-hmm. fonts. Mm-hmm. And then I chose which one I liked. Oh, okay. And that kind of thing. And the word pig is always in capital letters and it's a little larger and a different font than all the other words and it's red so it's very distinctive because pig happens yeah the word pig happens a lot of times yes and that's something yeah that so once a teacher or a parent says this is the word pig p-i-g and see how it's big and red and then you can say i wonder if you can spot that word on other pages and then as you turn the pages your child starts saying there's the word pig and you could say you're a reader you read the word pig Mm -hmm. and then they start feeling really confident Mm -hmm. and like uh, they start thinking i'm a reader Mm -hmm. and that's the stuff i do that's intentional like that um is all to empower children and to make them feel motivated to read and feel competent and capable and so then there's another thing that I have not counted them yet, but I think it'd be fun for them to say, okay, now we've read this book. I wonder how many words that say pig are in the book, oh, you know, yeah. right? Uh, and yeah. then before, and this is something you, it's like, have them guess first. Always get them guessing first mm-hmm. to hypothesize and get them in that higher level of thinking. Yeah. So you've seen the book now. How many do you think there are? And then wait and let them guess. Whatever they guess is good, right? And start teaching them that, that this is what scientists do, mm. is they hypothesize. Mm. And and now we go through and count them and see, were you close? You know, that kind of thing. So there's, I said at one point, I think I could probably come up with 100 activities for this one book. Right. <laughs> oh, wow. And now I'm challenging myself. Can I? I think I can. I'm pretty close. Yeah. So and that's what you can get with a quality book, not just mine, but I want, that's one of my missions with this book. You guys is I want families and teachers to realize that one book can be enough Mm -hmm. if it's a quality book. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's right now after COVID, what's everybody feeling in education? We all feel that children are behind, right? You keep hearing children are behind, children are behind. Families are feeling guilty. Did I do enough during COVID? Now my child's behind. And my mission, I think now, as I've been talking to people, I said, we need to remind each other that children are just where they are. (laughs) And as from the dawn of time, we take children where they are right now. And we think, where do they need to go next? And we just go one step at a time. And so I think this idea of one book is enough is a reminder that at the end of the day, we don't need a bunch of worksheets. We don't need a bunch of things getting pushed down our children's throats, for lack of a better way to say it. Mm -hmm. Pull your child close, pull them on your lap, let them feel your heartbeat and read a quality book. And each night you can throw some different skills in there, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's not they don't feel such pressure and you don't feel such pressure. 
And I know it can sound simplistic, but it really isn't. Yeah. Yeah. So what what is the plan after this then? So there there are activities that you can glean from this book. Do you have other things in mind going forward? Yes. Part of um, when you pledged for Kickstarter, part of the things you get as a pledge um, at the certain level, if you bought the book, you get the free digital download. Mm -hmm. And you can still get that if um, mm -hmm. your listeners pre-order the deluxe limited edition. We can talk about that too and how what happens with that. Mm -hmm. But they'll get a free digital download. And then I have a PDF, a free PDF handout. And there's going to be activities there. I won't have all hundred done, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna work towards a hundred. And mm. um, of course, I hope everybody buys my book and works through that. But I also Yay. want it to teach teachers and families how to take any book and just have some fun with it. But you're also you are working on skills, yeah. and I am all for high expectations. It's it's how we do it that worries me, mm -hmm. and. I use this analogy that if we force feed children to eat, or even us, if we somebody's force feeding us, we have really two choices. We either throw up because we're not built to be force fed, mm -hmm. or we, we refuse to eat. Yeah. And that's the only choices. And the same is true with skills. It, it just, it is. If we, if we force it down, they're either going to totally throw up, right, yeah, and say... Right it's too much. I'm going to blow up. I, I, I'm not competent. That's the message we send or they're going to refuse to learn. And that hits about fourth grade research wise. Hmm. So that's why I'm such an advocate. I will always advocate, Interesting. advocate for young children's educational journey to be joyful and um, unhurried and led by nurturing relationships because that's how they will be capable, feel capable, capable, confident, and um, be motivated in learning. And so there's more of a mission than just my, by my book. It's it's a reminder to that one book can be enough. Just pull, pull your child close and, and get a quality book and you can learn a lot from that. Yeah. And you did a lot with the illustrations for inclusion as well. So yes. That was, again, one of my missions from the beginning of Overall Buddies that, mm -hmm. well, it's before that. I went to University of Northern Iowa and clear back in the 80s. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, way back then, we had professors. That was a huge um, part of my education. So when we came out, when I came out, that was something that's always been part of me. That is every child seen? What Learn about the families. What's important to these families? That, so... Um, and make sure that's present in your classroom. And so as part of everything I do, that's that's just part of what I do with early childhood. And we're learning more about that, right? Because in the wake of the last two years, it's even more important mm -hmm. to ha what is our role in this? That's what I think we all have to ask mm -hmm. ourselves. What is our role in our expertise and where what can we help? And um, my role is really just making sure all children are seen in everything I, I create. And so in my videos on YouTube, um, Overall Buddies YouTube, you'll see uh, lots of diversity and inclusion children. Um, like the in the Sadie video, the, the child um, uses crutches to walk like 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 oh, races okay. yeah. and crutches and she has to get on a horse she goes up a ramp and her dad's helping her and it's not it's just showing that if you have races you can ride a horse too it's just a little different that's all but mm -hmm. you can still do it and yeah. in my book i when the pig goes to the football game 
um, there's a cheerleader in a wheelchair. And this was an interesting journey. Even in my sketches, the cheerleader, there's two pages that show the cheerleader and the pig with them. And in the one sketch, they're doing a pyramid and the cheerleader's to the side of the pyramid. She's putting her pom-poms up. And in the next picture, Obi has a, or the pig has on a football helmet and he's breaking through that paper barrier, you know, that banner that oh, the football yeah. players. Yeah. <laughs> and he's leading the football players and it's, it's really cute actually. <laughs> and I had cheerleaders on each other's shoulders and then the wheelchair, the che- cheerleader in the wheelchair was to the side with her palms up. And Emily sent me her sketches after my chicken scratches. And I said, you know what, Emily, let's talk because I was wrong. I didn't do this right. And so when we were talking, I said, she's to the side on both pictures and Mm. that's not right. She needs to be part of the pyramid Mm. in the middle of it, not to the side. Mm. And she needs to be part of this banner. And and I'm glad that I, I kind of caught that as I saw her sketch. I'm like, whoa, we got to make sure Mm -hmm. that she's shown as capable and one of us, Mm -hmm. not just to the side. Right. So we redid those pictures and now she's in the pyramid and Emily drew her cheerleaders aren't on top of each other she's actually holding the pole that holds the banner and then one of the other cheerleaders male cheerleaders is standing behind her holding the pole so she's actually part of holding that pole and I'm like that that was such a great conversation and I had talked to a friend of mine whose daughter's in a wheelchair and I said am I on the right track she said yes you're on the right track so it's important to involve the people that this is representing in the conversation right Mm -hmm. yes absolutely yeah. I'm so anxious. I'm so glad to see that you're doing this. And I didn't yes. realize that this was something that was on your list. So I'm anxious to see what else you have in your mind that you're going to, to do with overall buddies. So. I need more time, but I, I, you know, I just, I, I need more time in my day. I always tell everybody, but oh my gosh, um, yes. yeah, I have lots. I have enough music to write two more CDs or to make two, two more CDs. Oh, wow. But oh, it's just, you know, it's like any other business COVID took the income that was going to come in for me to do. Cause I, mm-hmm. my income was really from gigs, library gigs, school gigs, yeah. things like that. And those right. still aren't coming back full force. People are still a little nervous about mm-hmm. guests at schools and stuff, um, but they're starting to come back. And so, yeah. Right. And then we'll see how the book does and all that will feed the rest of the things I want to do. That's yeah. wonderful. Well, I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. Yes. You are Thank you so much. Not just a teacher, but now you are and not just a musician and <laughs> not just a video creator. You are an author. We added yeah. that to a author of a book anyway. <laughs> not just songs. It's wonderful. <laughs> Isn't that something? It's pretty fun. <laughs> we wish you all the luck with the new book, the official launch. Yeah, they can go to overallbuddies.com and if they want to pre-order the deluxe special edition mm-hmm. book, which has spot UV on it, which is shiny coating. Oh, yes. And it'll, yes, and it'll have a medallion that says deluxe special edition. I'm only making 500 of those and I will never make any more of those. <laughs> and a dollar of every one of those books goes to my nonprofit partner, Children's Square USA. And they're located in the Midwest, and they help children and families in need. Well, so great. And you're, you're doing this and then giving back. So congratulations. I'm excited to see it. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, Thanks we can't wait. Me. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening and supporting the arts in the Platte River area and beyond. Please subscribe to our podcast so you are sure to catch all of our future episodes and join us on social media. 
We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music for this podcast was used with permission by Screaming Skull Productions. See you next time on the Platte River Bard.